glory, glory up the penguins' right and glory, glory up the third half. It's great to be back here Very for a second episode. We've been welcome back on the line. We had a grand total of eight listeners last week. Here we are for the second uh, second episode. Anur, it's good to be here. It's great to be back, mate. Uh, thanks to all eight that listened, uh, mum, dad, grandparents. Uh, that's a hell of a, hell of a thrill being back on the line, like you said. And i tell you what's more of a thrill. Like you said earlier, we've filled the quota, mate. We've actually got a third half. Mitch Redman, how are you? Kia ora, good morning, uh, fellas. Great to be here. Uh, big honour to be part of this podcast. and Looking forward to what we have to come. Thanks, Mitch. Tell us a little bit about yourself, a bit of background. Uh, mate, so I'm the most unathletic midfielder in New Zealand. Um, <laughs> you know, I had an opportunity in year eight to probably move into the forwards and just wasn't having any of that. So Should've we're still it. stuck out in the backs. Uh, playing a bit of Colts footy this year, so... Um, Unfortunately, went down by one to Waihori today. Gave them the shield in the first comp game of the season. Yeah, but, um, disappointing. Yeah, the, the fellas are you know looking good on the up, so should be a good season. Early season, um, good to see uh, good to see the Colts boys getting around a bit of football as well. Um, any anything else? Um, got running through the Colts set up. Um, well, we had lost, lost most of our team last week. To be honest, we had a, <laughs> a dislocated knee, uh, dislocated shoulder. And our old Haz Milligan just ended his wrist. So, <laughs> um, you know, the hospitals were full with, with Penguins last week. But, um, no, we're right. We're doing good. That's the story. And we'll just use that as a segue into a bit of an injury update. Um, twos, how'd the twos go yesterday? Uh, just on the injury front, Injury-wise, I think we come through pretty well, all in all. Uh, other than a bit of dignity and a bit of pride, I think we come through all right. Yeah, that, that will happen. Um, thanks for injury, a good side. We'll touch on that a little bit later on. The um, the Division One side, uh, I think we came through pretty well unscathed. Uh, there was a few few sort of niggles. Uh, Ferg had a wee bit of a um, hamstring complaint. Um, there's a few bits and pieces. A few of the Penguins who have been in the in the in the ward for a wee while. Uh, Michael Gardner, he's running a hamstring setup. He reckons he's probably another couple of weeks away. Uh, Cy Lancaster, he's he's got an ankle, but he's not too far away either. And um, Brody, Brody's uh, looking eagerly awaiting his pre-wooden debut. Uh, he's probably he, he's aiming for centenary week, so very exciting. There's a few penguins looking to come back. On those uh, penguins coming back, there's actually some new penguins this year. Uh, a few ties given out last week, and yesterday Kerry Gray got his uh, tie for his first comp game. Yeah, which no. was, uh, good to see. It's only taken him about 14 months or 15 months to get that tie. Uh, so his first competition game in a long time. Uh, he's been unlucky with the injury. Yeah, he has. Me. It was good, good to see him out there. He actually, um, I mean, if you're going to do the job, you do it well, don't you? Well, what did he do? A partial tear of his MCL. Yeah. Full tear of his ACL. Yeah. That's not the Ashburton contract limited. Um, the anterior cruciate ligament, and actually did a bit of damage to his meniscus as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, an easy way to get a get a whole year on the, on the ward list. He's uh, better for it though. He's he's in some he's in good nick. He's a big man. He's a big man, and he, and he doesn't run that ball lightly either. We talked last week about Cam Hay having a good rig. Well, <laughs> yeah, great rig. A great, great rig. rig. Yeah, yeah. Kerry's a beast. He's a beast of a man. But uh, obviously, it was good being back at home. The twos, the ones, the Colts, the 18s yesterday, all at home, back on the oval for the senior teams. God, that's a nice field. Yeah, look, it was actually you could feel it in the in the shed beforehand. The boys were genuinely fizzed to get back out on the oval. They love playing out there. Uh, the penguin pen, um, but the oval it was in great nick too, wasn't it? Oh, it was great nick, mate. I actually actually copped a spray from um, from Tony Grimwood on uh, it was Thursday night after Tuesday training. 
sprayed me. Apparently, I got thrown under the bus. Someone said that I said that we could uh, train on train on the oval. And he came at me. Who, who, who told you to train on the oval? I've just had the I've just had the sprinklers on. I've just had the sprinklers on out there, and it's been watering it. I'm glad you didn't cuddle up too much. I said, No, don't worry, don't worry, Tones. We took- yeah, that definitely sounds like a Tony Grimwood setup. Tell you what, I was uh, actually down there early on yesterday, setting up some fields, and it looked in great nick. And we put a few tents up for sponsors' day. Um, sponsors stay in the tent most of the day, and actually hard to get in the league by the end of it. Um, yeah, there was actually a pretty good contingent down there, and I tell you what, there are a lot of sponsors this year. Mm. Centenary year, everyone's gonna, everyone's getting them behind the Penguins. No, it's bloody good because the club couldn't do what we do without the sponsors there. You know they. Um, they put a lot of money in, and yeah, they, they they do a lot for the club, and it's good to see the club thanking them. Yeah. Um, all the teams thanking them after, after the games, going over and giving them a clap and having a beer with them. So yeah, it's good to see. No, it was good to see them down there, and um, certainly making the most of a few, a few free uh, brand parades and a um, bit of a graze over there in the tent. So um, just on behalf of the third half, thanks, thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Probably freezing down there too yesterday, wasn't it? it wasn't the nicest of rugby. Uh, no, conditions, but. mate, we uh, we had a bit of rain Thursday, Friday. Looked like it was going to clear Saturday morning, yeah. and then it just come back in. Yeah. Um, but did clear later on in the day. Uh, that sun didn't have a lot of heat to it, though. No, tell you what, though, it was bloody good running around out there in, <coughs> in those conditions, you know. It was good, good for... Good for the fitness, good for the cardio. And Spoke, uh, spoken like a true Ford, Mitch. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Don't deal with heat well. <laughs> yeah, I'm another one who's got a crook thermostat. Um, yeah, no, it was um, it was good good to be down there. Good to see the sponsors down there. Um, and the Div Ones, we'll talk about them first. Put on a put on a real good show yesterday, um, in front of those sponsors. Yeah, we ended up. What what was the final score there? Forty eight. 19? Yeah, we got a late, got a late try. Cameron um, Hay. Cameron Hay. Good. Off a good uh, Tom Brennan set, I think it was. Yeah, it was good. Didn't the big gazelle look good sprinting <laughs> down the middle oh, there? No, he looked good, but <laughs> <laughs> the boy can move, I tell <laughs> the you. The boy can move, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he read it like a, read it like a book, that, that, that intercept pass going through the, through the middle there. And um, Johnny on the spot, right place, right time. But, you know, the, the, boys, the boys went out to a pretty early lead. Uh, well, um, Saracens kicked an early penalty. And then we scored, I think, three tries to go 19-3 up for a good portion of the first half. And then um, the Saracens sort of clawed their way back as we knew they probably would. They're a reasonably good side. They've come a long way from the other side of the river and um, they're looking to take home some points. But uh, they ended up with a uh, wheelbarrow full of losses. So uh, unfortunate for them on your bike, fellas. But no, it was a good game, good game there. I was pretty impressed with how we went. Yeah, no, it definitely good. I saw the second half. Um, I was watching from the sponsor's tent. And, Are you a sponsor? Uh, my company sponsor. So Excellent. I sort of found myself in there, you know. Indulging in a few brown power raids and uh, I think uh, a few grapes later on, but no, it looked good. That second half looked really good, actually. Um, the boys was really ticking along nicely, and it was quite a good game across the board. And I managed to catch up with one of the guys who did have a pretty good game yesterday. He's only put Div One jersey on a few times. He's been there and thereabouts for a wee while. A real stalwart of the Proven Club, come up through the grades. Josh Fiveash managed to catch a couple of uh, words with him before the game yesterday, and incidentally, this interview is brought to you by Fiveash Contracting. Ross Fiveash has been a uh, bulk cartridge contractor for the last 25 years, founded in 1994. Fiveash Contracting is your conveyor backfill specialists, bulk shingle supply and delivery, and bulk cartridge specialists. No job is too big or too small for Fiveash Contracting. Call Ross on 0274 357 358. Josh. Uh, just managed to catch up with Josh Fiveash pre-game, um, named on the bench, 
Um, you've actually been elevated into the starting lineup. Um, Sharky's gone down with an injury. How do you feel about that, mate? Um, absolutely fizzing. I'm glad to be given the opportunity to get another start under my belt. Um, Got to keep working though. Um, Centennial weekend's a couple of weeks away, so that's the main target and the goal. So look forward to being there. Yeah, just enjoy it. Just quickly, mate. What are you listening to pre-match? Got an M&M. Thanks, mate. No, it's always good to hear from the boys, especially pre-game, and they're, they're getting pretty amped up, fizzed up for a big day. Tell you what, I know he had a wedding last night, so he's pretty uh, dusty, but should we give him a bell and see how he's doing on Sunday morning? Yeah, it'll be good to catch up with him again. All right, let's sort that out. Let's give him a bell. Morning. Josh, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Not bad. Are you dusty? Nah, I'm all good. That's the story. Oh, just, um, just running a bit of a podcast, just want to see... Uh, See, you know, how the body is, how you got on yesterday. Oh, yeah, our body is, uh, we're bruised. Yep. Is that, yeah, is um, that bruised from the game yesterday or from the wedding last night? Uh, probably the game. Probably the game. Pretty tight, pretty tight. Hey, uh, Josh, Anuru here, mate. Uh, yeah, not bad, horse. Hey, uh, just wondering, how do you think you went yesterday? Yeah, it's good to see you out there for the ones, Josh. Yeah, definitely, definitely be good to be out there. Oh, g'day, Five Ash. It's your, it's your neighbour here. How are you, mate? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. i got nothing to offer. I just wanted to say g'day, so I'll hand it back to the fellas. No, cheers. Thanks, mate. Thanks for your time, Josh. You sound pretty yeah. dusty. No, I'm actually just sitting on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we'll leave you to it. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks, hey, mate. thanks, mate. Yeah, no, that was... Uh, yeah, pretty good impromptu timing there. Thanks, Five Ash. Thanks for taking our call. Um, yeah, no, he, I, I thought he, I thought he actually went really well. I think he undersold his performance yesterday. He really, he's well, he's not filling out that six jumper because he's probably about ten kilos too light to be, you know, filling it out. Thanks, Tony Mark. Hey, um, he he ran. There was there was actually a try. I don't know if you fellas would have seen it. Um, um he he found a little bit of open pasture um, somewhere in the first half, resulted in trying the corner. Um, actually, there's a few boys yesterday that found themselves stretching the legs. None more so than our fullback, our own Israel Dag. He's um, he's running a receding hairline. He's got a big looping stride. Richard Ferguson, he looked good out there. Uh, he did. I saw that second half, and he, he did look good out there. Uh, Israel Dag, though, hanging up the boots. That's right, yeah. A bit of a, well, not really a shock retirement. He's had, had a bit of a battle with injury for a little while. It is a shame, though, to see, um, to see Israel Dag finally hang the boots up, though. Um, speaking of similarities between the two, does this mean Richard Ferguson's going to hang out the boots? Well, he does look old. He, he does yeah, look old. He does, he does look old. I'll tell you what, those knees giving up on uh, giving up on his, he's the same as that hairline giving up on Ferg. Yeah, it's, it's only going a, one way. It's time to go, surely. Yeah, yeah. or he could get some staples put in there, get a, get a bit of hair replacement therapy, you know. <laughs> do they do that? I don't know, just get a staple going out. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it's possible, mate. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. And I uh, wouldn't want to see it happen to a better guy. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. That's it. Um, but no, uh, Israel Dag, many fond memories actually. Uh, one of mine personally is that try against South Africa, and uh, he came on as a replacement for Mills, I think, and he just cut them in half, scored down in the corner. Was it at Wellington? Uh, no, it was in South Africa, wasn't it? No, it was here. Huh? Oh, no, the one you're talking about. Oh, that was, that was yeah. a hell of a try. No, I'm doing it, and he scored. He was, yeah, it was one of his first tests. He scored the try in the corner. No South African could tackle him. Mm. And then he jumped to his feet after scoring and got absolutely wiped out by Richie, who doesn't get excited about much, but he come flying through to give him a big hug and just put him in the out. Tell you what, if there's one man I'd get, like to get wiped out by, it'd be Richie. 
<laughs> well, each their own. Hey, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, no, he, uh, yeah, he's been a, he's been a good been a good watch around um, for the Crusaders at uh, well going back to Jade Stadium, AMI Stadium, and unfortunately he's not going to get paid get to play on Orange Theory Stadium. <laughs> yeah, well, what a dusty setup that is. It is a dusty setup. Hey, look, someone's got to sponsor it, brings more money in. I understand that, but um, you know, surely the third half stadium sounds a hell of a lot better. Yeah, obviously money talks, and we don't have quite the amount of money that Orange Theory has word on the street, is it? It's um, obviously commercially sensitive, but they're talking deep into the six-figure sum. They're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's uh, it's definitely worth the investment, I think, but yeah, Orange Theory, it's a bit of a mouthful, really. Yeah, crap, that crap name, Crap Stadium. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, you're not wrong. Actually, you're not wrong. Read, read this morning, they're looking at uh, keeping it there until, well, by the time they build the new stadium, you're talking 23-24 season. Yep. That's a long way away. Mate, oh, that, and by then they won't be the Saders anyway. Nah, could be the Plainsman. <laughs> the, uh, I did see the other day a little article about the name change, and they were talking uh, about naming the Crusaders after one of the best Crusaders to actually ever play for the Crusaders, and uh, calling them... Well, you can't call it Hamilton Stadium because no, it's not a Hamilton. No, but they were going to call it uh, the Canterbury Chris Slaters after Colin Slade, who was one of the biggest uh, Crusaders to ever play the game, I think. Biggest physically or biggest like emotionally? Uh, I'd say on the field, uh, the impact he had. Right. I mean, forget your McCaws, forget your Carters. Colin Slade, mate, he's a go-to, surely. Well, I mean, it, it would be fairly cheap to change the... Change the logo, change the jersey, the merchandise. Mate, you just squeeze a wee L in there, just and you're away. In there. Yep. Marketing teams surely have to have a look at it. One of the one of the boys um, who lives up in Auckland actually had the thought that we could change it to the Canterbury Pirates, just because then we're <laughs> then we're all justified in being one eyed. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it'd be a bit of a shame to see that change, but um, yeah, I think that one's a bit above my pay grade at the moment, anyway. Mm. But while well, on changes. I see World Rugby are trying to bring in a, uh, a 50-22 rule. So if you're inside your own half, and you can kick the ball to bounce out inside the opposition's 22, you receive you get the line out. A bit like the 40-20 in league. A lot like the 40-20 in league. Pretty much the exact same thing. Right, but 50-22 rather than 40-20. Yes. Yep. Um, which would see the game with a lot more kicking, but mm. I did read that what they are looking to achieve from it is making... The defending team have to hold back a winger, yeah, and make him more attacking rugby with ball in hand. So it's going to essentially give a lot more space in that back line for the likes of your Richard Dags or Israel Ferguson's. That's right. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Uh, not sure how I feel about it. Well, I know I feel great about it as a team. That's uh, yeah. that's great for me. I wouldn't mind seeing that rule. Let's uh, let's think of the under 11s in this one. You know, you know straight off straight off the junior field, straight onto your hundred meter field, and you know those first wives they love a kick. You know the They've played their junior rugby all through, just you know, wanting to boot that ball, and you know, gives them gives them some reason to get amongst it. Yeah, it does. There's also a reason for the coaches to tear their hair out. I think this conversation is a bit above my pay grade. <laughs> I haven't done a lot of kicking in rugby myself, being one of the small numbers on the track. Taylor's done a bit of kicking over the off season though. Jordan Cadman actually yesterday for the twos had uh, um, they Banks managed to kick the ball back, and James Beattie went back and cleaned it up, and. Threw a, threw a wide ball to Geordie, and we're still in the 22. I saw Geordie shaping up for a kick, and thought, here we go, we're in. And he put in an absolute pearler, mate. From about 40 metres out, it was an absolute nudge. 
and then what about 10 minutes later he found himself in the first receiver spot we're under pressure back in our 22 and I thought it's all good Jordy's got this and he pumped it straight up the middle of the field <laughs> <laughs> straight down their fullbacks throws um, yeah he said it felt really nice off the boot and he looked up and sort of just gone the wrong way um, so would you call that the uh, Sam Ashworth and field kicks yeah yeah it definitely was the Sam Ashworth yeah. and field kicks just uh, for reference there uh, under lights at Prebleton down there Sam Ashworth uh, not known as a place kicker however got thrown the tee um, from I think probably 15 out to the side of the uh, post yeah uh, the ball actually ended up going further away than 15 it went the wrong just literally the wrong direction <laughs> yeah um, yeah he said he'll never kick the game kicking kick a game again no he's moved to hooker he now. moved to hooker so, so he probably shouldn't be kicking yeah hey I've seen worse things happen mate yeah so. like a like a Steve Karras chip and chase yeah that guy mate that guy that guy yeah let's not talk about that guy again actually uh, just on the topic of Jordan Cameron he rolled into the studio this morning only 50 minutes late um, <laughs> hell of a producer hell of a guy Jordan can you go ahead and defend yourself on that front yeah well thanks mate hey I'm um, just going <laughs> to use that to segue into the penguin fact of the week um, a collective of penguins on land is called a waddle however in the water a collective of penguins is called a raft <laughs> that's outstanding that's oh. a fact there you go we should get a sponsor for the Penguin Fact of the Week. We should, actually. Hang on. And Target Center? Yeah, that'd be a good one. There's, there's actually penguins there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, if right. you know anyone that'd be interested in sponsoring the uh, Penguin Fact of the Week, just flick us an email on the third half one at hotmail.com and still flick through those hangover cures for George Wigley. I think he's still looking for them uh, as his crimmers. Yeah, he, yeah he's uh, still looking for his marbles as well. It's generally a standard Sunday morning setup for George Wigley. Um, yeah, no, nah, we got a, got a few uh, few res- responses last week for the um, for the hangover cures. Some some really weird ones actually. Thanks very much to Hotmail for sponsoring uh, that email address. Hotmail owned by the uh, Microsoft Corporation have been providing ho- providing Hotmail email services to generally the youth. You're going to see a lot of Hotmails coming out of uh, late primary school, early high school uh, age grade. Mine when I was growing up was Full Monty Smurf at Hotmail.com. Um, that was a dusty setup. I was a dusty operator back there as well. Speaking of dusty, well, what was your, what was your, can that? Um, yeah, speaking of dusty uh, Hotmail um, addresses, you boys had one as you were growing up? No, mate, mine's always been uh, all the same. It's still the same now. Under 22 at Hotmail.com. There's nothing dusty about that. Uh, how about you, Mitch? Anything? Uh, well, uh, I used to don the leotard and long whites back in my uh, trampolining days uh, as, a, as a young child and um, had a Russian trampoline coach, so... He used to nickname me uh, Michello, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-O. So, um, yeah, we're still rocking that set up as well, the old Michello at Hotmail.com. So, <laughs> that's, you know, that's not bad. Plenty of memories. Our, um, our producer's just written his down on the, on the on a bit of paper and passed it across to me. He's uh, originally from the Necky, and, you know, there's a few underscores, a few numbers. His is still Boy underscore 69 at Hotmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude, that's dusty, mate. That Jesus, is dusty. Do you, um, do you apply for jobs with that? Thanks mate. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Speaking of applying for jobs, um, we've actually got a, got a situation vacant at the moment for anyone out there who knows what an RSS feed is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, this podcast was supposed to be easy. Get it on Spotify, rack up some listens, uh, find myself doing it professionally. Uh, having a lot of trouble getting this on Spotify yeah. because of the RSS feed. Uh, Mitch, tell us some more about an RSS feed, mate. You know, after some in-depth Googling the other day, um, I came to the conclusion that we needed to somehow get an RSS feed 
uh, make this podcast available to the users via iTunes and uh, Spotify. Um, a lot of reading, though, that I just could not be bothered with. So I'm sure in the next few weeks we'll get amongst it and really work out how we how we get into this RSS feed um, to make this podcast available for the users, you know? Yeah, it was good to sort of get it on the line um, through SoundCloud. We are working on it, rest assured. Um, there was a few questions around the club last night about how to actually, you know, get this into the old ear holes, get this audio going. Someone actually suggested we, we print it in the Blues News. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, Jeremy sort of talked about that earlier, uh, talking about, yeah, really getting it uh, on a print copy mm. uh, so a lot of those older people can um, hear it. Yeah. I was actually uh, talking to Jeremy Noller on Thursday night and he said he was uh, at work on Thursday and he had it going through his Bluetooth speaker in his, in his vehicle. So, uh, you know, great time to listen during the day, just on your daily commute, you know. I actually um, saw a Instagram story. Uh, Instagram's just another sort of social media platform um, that we're sort of utilising as well, the third half one on Instagram. Um, Anna Redmond, uh, she had it running through her Bluetooth on her vehicle as well. And I'll just use that as a segue to thank Perla Potatoes for sponsoring our Pearl of Potatoes Pyro of the Day. Yesterday's Pearl of Potatoes Pyro of the Day was Cameron Hay, uh, the man with the great rig. Um, someone actually said on the sideline that his body looked like it was chiseled out of marble. Um, someone else said that'll probably only be the marble that's left over from getting my body chiseled out. Um, yeah, there was a few weeks, been a bit of, bit of bullshit talk yesterday. But yeah, we managed to catch an uh, interview with Cam Hay afterwards as we presented him with his box of Pearl of Potatoes. Um, it was good to hear from him. Play the audio. Hey guys, we're here with Cam Hay. Cam Hay, great game today, mate. Congratulations, you're a Pearl of Potatoes man of the match. Well done, mate. Cheers, mate. Absolute pleasure. Tell us a bit about the game. How did you think it went? Oh, I think it was a good game. It was a hard battle out there. They really gave it to us. and uh, I don't think the score really said how the game went. I think we had to work a bit harder for it. Still heaps to work on, though, so we're looking forward to uh, Tuesday, Thursday. Thanks, mate. Thank you. With every weekend, we uh, edge closer towards centenary. And uh, Tim, you actually caught up with Richard Bush on Thursday night after training. Yeah, I did. I actually um, I put the put the punters wrong, so the eight eight people, eight listeners, are going to have a um, you know given an edit for them. I said last week that the eighth of April, I think, was going to be the last day for centenary registration. So I caught up with Richard Bush, and he actually put me right. Richard, um, we'll go. And, yeah, let's talk. Bushy um, centennial. How's registrations going? Good, mate. Going very good. That's good. Um, we must be just about coming towards the end of the time frame to register. What's the last date we can get the money down on the table? 13th of uh, April. 13th of April. And um, just real quick, what do we get for our um, what do we get for our investment? You you get the joy of coming along and talking to me for the whole weekend. Mustn't be cheap. You get on Friday night. You're getting uh, finger food all night. Um, you're getting the joy of listening to some of the old boys talking and even our, uh, your, your main man Tim's talking as well. Uh, you've got Brendan Laney will be our MC on Friday night and Saturday night. Saturday night we've got the Fat Stallions, the band, starting up about 9 o'clock. Uh, also on the Friday night we've got the auction of the Centenary jerseys. They're supposed to be looking quite sharp. Uh, and we've got a guest speaker of uh, Craig Cumming. And obviously a bit of rugby played across um, across the weekend. Which game are you looking forward to the most? Uh, probably the Div 1 game against Lincoln. Um, ho hoping the boys can stick in a big effort and uh, win, win win some shields. A couple of shields. Um, you're not looking forward to the, the main event, the big, the big game of the weekend. I'm obviously talking about the Blue Bullets. Not really, no. Might be too hungover for that on a Sunday. 
I might play for the third grade on Friday night. Well, that'll be interesting. Looking forward to that. And uh, you're going to be behind the bar all weekend? Most of it. Thanks, mate. Beautiful. Uh, thanks for that ramble, Bushy. Um, yes, yeah, so and no, make sure you get down to the club, sign up for that centenary. Um, got a week left to do it, so it'll be one hell of a weekend. Yeah, we'll uh, fellas, big weekend of Super Rugby. How are the old fantasy teams going? Not too bad, mate. I uh, racked, up, racked up quite a few points. There's quite a few players not playing. Um, obviously, Vandermeer, the uh, Sharks hooker, copped himself a four-week ban for uh, punching what turns out to be one of his good mates in the face a few times. <laughs> and then Got himself a boxing contract, though. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, obviously, never playing. And Cody Taylor pulling out early really ruined my front row. But no, I went well. I was sitting third before the... Uh, before the weekend, still sitting in third, so Mr. Consistent, really. Tim, what are you, mate? Yeah, look, I um, the, the pack is catching up with me. I'm still sitting at, at the top of the heap, top of the log, but uh, yeah, the, the gap's definitely getting a little bit, little bit closer. Um, my top player, I think, was Artie Severi, scored 57 points. Um, Malcolm Marks, my captain, they got an absolute towel in the lines, got beat up by the Sharks, so he didn't get me as many points as he usually does. Um, but yeah, no, still, still sitting top of the heap there. Um, but yeah, plenty of code. Obviously, the middle of the season now, we're we're seeing a lot of um, a lot of buys. We had three buys this week. There's I think two next week, maybe three next week. Um, so yeah, it's just about managing those players, managing those workloads that you've got on at the moment. Um, speaking of having stuff on, fellas, what have you got on this week? Coming? Uh, just a bit of course, eh? So just, you know, sitting around trying to trying to do stuff, trying to look busy, trying to look busy. Yeah, uh, learning. Learning what an RSS feed is, mate. Hundred yeah. percent. You know, yeah. that's my homework for this week. If you that's could, right. if you could figure out how to get a podcast onto Spotify, um, the punters will find out by the end of the week if, uh, <laughs> if you were successful. Or Indeed. Not. Uh, just getting ready for the working week, mate. Uh, back into it. Uh, will Jordan got forty-one points. Yeah, Will Jordan did. Mate, he's missed a consistent. Mate, he's tidy. Would have got more if he had scored that try. What? What scored? Double. Yeah, what? he got two. He missed out on the third. Uh, what score did he go to? Will Jordan. Probably oh, boys high. Crisis boys high, yeah. Factory. Not bad, not bad. Mm. Thanks, mate. We'll just phase him out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, not much else has come out of that school, to be fair. They sort of take what they can get. Mm. Uh, you got the most unathletic midfielder in New Zealand, <laughs> so. <you know. laughs> big, big spectrum. Big spectrum. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair from them. What, uh, what grade did you play that? Seconds? Uh, no, seventh, 15 in my final year at, at boys high. So oh, I heard that you were named in the, um, well, going to be named in the first 15, but due to some selector issues, you... Um, you withdrew yourself from oh, selection. 100%. They wanted me there and I said no. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the end of your rugby career. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as top level goes. Yeah. No, but hey, it's been another great week, guys. Uh, love, love every minute of it. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in again. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for lasting this long. Thanks, mate. Hey, enjoy this outro. Crouch. Down. Find. Slide. Set. Hold your weight, blue. Sink. Blue. And two. And one, two. And one, two. And one, two. And one, two. Squeeze, squeeze. Go on. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One over, one over. Go, Sam. 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 Go, S